Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. This section from John's Gospel from like chapter 14 to 17, you can't read it fast. Like me and you, you and me, yours is mine, mine is yours. It's just, there's a lot there. So we're going to be unpacking more from John 17 this week. But this is where I I want to start. Uh, That the first words of any uh, work of literature are pivotal. They're, They're really important. I'm thinking back to my high school honors English 10 teacher, Nancy Dunker. I didn't get to call her Nancy back then, but uh, anyway, Mrs. Dunker, she was Honors English 10 teacher. She taught us the uh, work of the, uh, Charles Dickens' The Tale of Two Cities, and she drilled into our minds how important the very first lines of any work are. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times, how that sets a sort of preamble for the rest of the work. Or think of uh, Lincoln's um, Gettysburg Address, right? Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, yada, yada, yada. The first words are really important, the preamble. The beginning of the catechism has also a preamble or a prologue, if you will. The very first scripture text that's quoted in the catechism, very first, that's right above paragraph one of the catechism, comes from the gospel that we just heard. And if you did your homework from last week, remember I gave you homework? If you did your homework from last week, which was to pray with the first paragraph of the catechism, you already know that. But if you're scratching your head, you get an F for daily mass. The first paragraph is preceded by the prologue where we hear Jesus say, Father, Father, this is eternal life, that they should know you, the only true God, and the one whom you sent, Jesus Christ. That's the very beginning of the catechism. This whole project, everything that, I mean, everything that the catechism is going to be unfolding from that point forward, everything that the church has, everything that we have in terms of insights and theology, it's all ultimately ordered towards the end of this goal, eternal life. And what is it? To know, to know the only true God and Jesus whom he has sent. This is significant. Because eternal life, according to the catechism, according to Jesus, eternal life is not a theory. It's not an idea. It's not a set of ideas. It's not an abstraction. It's a this. Now this is eternal life. There's a specificity to it. This is the scandal of the specificity of Christianity, right? The specificity of Christianity. I've preached about this before, but you go to the Basilica of the Annunciation, in Nazareth. If you ever get the opportunity, right beneath the altar where the Annunciation takes place, there's the text that comes from the Angelus that we pray every day at noon. But they add a three-letter word in Latin there for the Angelus, et verbum caro hic factum est. They add the word hic, which in Latin, of course, means here. Like there's a geographical location where the word was made flesh. There's a specificity to it all. To it all. There's a specificity to eternal life, it's relationship with this person, right? Jesus puts it this way, knowledge, to know. This is eternal life, that they should know you. What does that mean? Again, it's not just, I've heard of Jesus. 
or I have ideas of Jesus in my head, or I think Jesus-y thoughts or Christian thoughts. That the biblical notion of the word knowledge, right, comes go all the way back to Genesis. Adam knew his wife Eve, and she bore him a son. That is some deep knowledge, deep interpersonal knowledge. It's not just mere content. It's deep and interpersonal kind of knowing. This is what the Lord is saying, that this is eternal life, deep intimacy with Christ the Lord. We are saved by being in right relationship with him. Not simply by being right. Not simply by being, having your butt in the right pew or being in the right church. Gee golly, aren't I so lucky to have been born a Catholic. That's great. That's great. But that's not enough. It's the relationship that's guarded by all of the ritual and ceremony and rubrics and all of the above, but it's the relationship. And like that kind of knowing, that deep interpersonal knowing, that kind of knowledge can only unfold through time and silence and vulnerability. You speaking, you listening, you speaking, you listening, this dialogue, this dance that happens, this is eternal life. Which means that this thing called eternal life begins now. It begins now. St. Catherine of Siena, she put it this way, all the way to heaven is heaven. It's heaven all the way to heaven. If you begin now this knowledge, this opening of your heart, this deep intimacy with Jesus. Remember what the Lord said, that, that terrifying parable, that There'll come a day when the door is closed and there'll be some who are knocking on the outside of the door. Lord, do we not preach in your name? Do we not prophesy in your name? Do we not drive out demons in your name? And he will say, depart from me, for I never knew you. This is what we're talking about. Now this is eternal life, that they should know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent.